This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. An unlikely friendship begins in the Paramount Plus original movie, Little Wing, starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Reeling from her parents' divorce, Caitlin steals a valuable bird to save her home, but instead forms a bond with the owner, leading to a new outlook on life. Little Wing, now streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus. Head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Rated PG 13. This is a headgum podcast. I have to say what I feel. Miami has so much appeal. A great place to get a seafood meal. Miami. Miami, Miami. You've got style. Picture at Los Angeles. 2016. Welcome to Out on the Lanai, the only Golden Girls podcast you will ever need to listen to. I am H. Allen Scott. And I'm Carrie Doherty. And this is a podcast where today we have a guest over to watch an episode or two mm-hmm. of the Golden Girls, and then we talk about it. We just watched season four, episodes six and seven, Sophia's Wedding, part one and two. Which oh! Aired, which aired on November 19th and 26th of 1988. This is big tentpole episodes here. Yeah, and actually very famous episode because it's known for the introduction of Quentin Tarantino into the Golden Girls Of universe. course, which he'd end up being a huge part huge, of the huge. Golden well, Girls universe. Well, he is a part, if you, literally, if you are like, Trying to impress someone, especially a straight dude who doesn't know anything about the Golden Girls, mm-hmm. they're like, I don't know, what's so big? I was like, Quentin Tarantino was on it. And yeah, then, and, then, and then you show them the clip on YouTube. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. We watched the one where it's in the name, Sophia Gets Married. Um, yeah. And do you want to introduce our guest today? Since sure. So well. Okay, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say the origins of why I thought this was a good idea. Uh, so this is obviously a wedding episode, and I was like, wouldn't it be great if I made... Carrie and Stan feel uncomfortable oh, inviting bro. Stan over and then continually <laughs> dropping in questions about marriage. So you guys, bro. you're welcome. This is going to be a great uh, episode. Uh, Stan, ladies and gentlemen, back. Stan. Hey. It's if, been a while since you've been on the podcast. It's been a while. It's been probably, what, at least a season or two? It's been at least 10 years. Yeah, at least 10 years. It's, <laughs> mm-hmm. it's been it's, a while. Uh, you have not changed at all. Yeah, thanks, guys. Yeah. Thanks. I've so, got a, a painting in my attic that changes, and I stay exactly oh, the same. Wow. Is that the premise of a... Dorian Gray. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. He, went, he went classical. Yeah, right oh, classical. My references, okay? Yeah. Classical. Yeah. Not, cri- not Christian Gray. That's... Is that... Who is that? Fifty Shades, Shades of Gray. That's his name's Christian Gray, Oh, right? yeah. See, that's something I don't know. We saw that movie on Valentine's Day. I think we were the Don't only ones in the theater. Why would you do that? Because we saw it as like a joke, because we knew it was going to be did. a hilarious we saw it, movie. We saw it ironically. We yeah. did. And it was. It was hilarious. I saw Brokeback Mountain by myself in New York, and it was the most depressing thing I've ever seen. Not because <laughs> of the film, but because in the because th- at the time when it came out, it, it was like 
the gayest film ever. And like every gay dude had to go see it. And I was in a theater. It was around the holidays, I think. And I was in a theater on Third Avenue, East Village. And it was all gay couples. It's like all gay couples, just seeing this, or gay groups, seeing this movie together, and there's just me alone. It's like when I go see Medea movies by myself. Sure. And I'm the only white person. I was yeah, going to say, it would that. be like if I went and saw, like, the next Magic Mike yeah. by myself. Yes. Yeah. That's exactly what it yeah. is. That was my Brokeback Mountain. Aw. Yeah. That's sweet. So. Should we, I mean, we've got a lot to talk about. We do. We're it's gonna... a two-parter, so we're, yes, let's do it. Um, so, it's interesting, because the... The, the we talked about this how the part one and part two like the B stories switch. What you just put a strawberry in your mouth, so I'll talk for a minute. Um, <laughs> we're but, eating fruit, guys. Yeah, we're eating fruit. Um, so uh, Rose gets permission um, to start an unauthorized Elvis Presley yes. fan club in her neighborhood. She is so excited. She comes in just like I mean the the excitement level of Rose about this. Fan club, the hunka hunka burning love fan club, hunka hunka burning love, which club. is crazy. Um, and and you know whatever. So she comes in very excited. Who did she about get this. permission from? It's probably there's probably an organization in Memphis. Have you ever been to Memphis? Been to? But Elvis it's unauthorized. Song? So why are you getting permission from an yeah. unauthorized true. club? That's true. Should be authorized, right? Yeah. Right. I mean, it's you weird. know. It, it, it got things going. It introduced us to Quentin Tarantino. Right, sure, of course. Yeah. Um, we were also talking about how Blanche is so done up for breakfast time. Yeah, she really put on that makeup. Like, I, I was, it was, I mean, they're always done up for whatever scene they're in. But like, even if they're supposed to look bad, they're done up. But this was, like, particularly done it's up. It's because she was wearing, like, almost like a darker pink There was a gloss to it, and it her eye, she had an eyeshadow, eyeshadow that was really colorful. Yeah, it looked like she was just, like, getting ready for the nighttime. And she was party. wearing a very beautiful negligee, of she course. She was, Like, yes. one of her very sexy, looking, low-cut ones. But, yeah, good. her makeup, I was like, ooh, no. This, she very it's much looks like a Friday though. night. It's a big episode, though. It you is gotta, a big You gotta bring it yeah. early on, guys. Face, face forward early on. So, um... Blanche, well, Blanche comes in and says she'll gladly be the president. Of the of the Elvis fan club, yeah, because she um, slept with Elvis, which she didn't. Well, they go through this whole bit about like you know back and forth, like why, 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 and then Blanche is like, "I slept with Elvis," and then of course she's lying. Yeah, and, she's lying. Yeah, but um, Sophia learns, gets a phone call. She learns that her friend Esther has died, oh. Esther, um, but she doesn't want to go to the funeral because she hates her husband Max. Yes, um, because he and Sal were business partners. They had a pizza knish stand at Coney Island. Yes, um, and Max gambled away all the money and they lost the business on a horse track. Bid, right? right. Gambling. Now, a bid. Bid. Yes. He's bidding on a horse. Too. <laughs> now, like, you know, we've all lived in New York. We've all been to Coney Island. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So, a pe- um, I'm just, the pizza knish stand, and maybe it makes sense for Coney in? Island. A little bit. It's Why? That's so Why? much, like, bread and dough. But, but does that make that makes uh, sense, no, though, that's for Coney, Coney Island? Island right? yeah. sense okay, Coney Island. you're right, yeah, you're right. Totally. Yeah. I started thinking about that, but then as soon as I said Coney Island, Coley, I was Coney like... Coney Island is all about carbs and syringes. <laughs> like, that's yeah. what yeah. it is. Like, you walk on the beach, just you have to wear boots because there's syringes everywhere. Yeah, one of my, my old roommate in Brooklyn, she grew up in, like, South Brooklyn and said that she stepped on a needle Gross. in Coney Island when she was a kid. That sounds terrible. Wow. Yeah. But, you know, stories... Hey, Ed, you guys know the mythos. Is Esther, do you ever meet Esther before this episode? Is the first time no. she's met? No, no. The first time. Esther. Yeah. yeah, okay, cool. Yeah. Cool, yeah. cool, cool. Okay. Yeah, but we have met Sal before. Oh. Her husband. 
In flashbacks. In flashbacks. Well, in flashbacks. Yeah, of course, yeah, in flashbacks. Of course, that yeah. makes sense. Yeah, okay. And, and do they do the flashback at the top of the episode? No. No, no, no it's no. later. It's later in. But yeah. um, so Sophia and Dorothy end up going back to Brooklyn for the funeral yeah. where, and I know that it's a joke, but we learn that Sophia kicked Max. She pushed him. She kicked him into the open grave. Yeah. And then tripped him. She tripped him. He fell into the Less open grave. And then she started amazing. yelling, start shoveling. That's upsetting. Isn't that also something that happened on Friends? Uh, I don't know. Oh, you would know that, no? Uh Uh-uh. For who? Maybe I'm thinking of another show. Guys, help me out. You know this. There's a... (laughs) There's... Or maybe... No. I don't think they go to any funerals No, maybe it's David Schwimmer's Paul Bearer movie. Maybe he fell into a grave in that. Yeah. Paul, he did a movie about Yeah, that was his, like, he was, like, the first big Friends person to get their first movie or get whatever. Feature. And uh, it was with Gwyneth Paltrow, Paul, oh, the right. Paul Bearer. Um, it was horrible. Rom-com? Yeah, a bit of a dark rom-com yeah, okay. situation. And then everyone realized that um, Jennifer work. Aniston yeah, that was, was the, the movie one. one. Right. But she didn't get that movie. until, she, you know, The Good Girl didn't come for years. Before that, it was all, like, little well, things. No, she no, did, no. She's she, all that. No, she didn't. It wasn't She's All That. She's she did. She's the one. She did Picture Perfect. She was doing some big Picture movies. Perfect was not a big movie. Yeah, okay. I mean, I don't know. Courtney Cox. Courtney Cox was hitting the features, too. Well, well she, she was, was doing in Ace Scream. Ventura. Yeah. Right? That's right. Yeah. Before Friends. And let's also remember, guys, Jennifer Aniston was a little mo- in a little movie called Leprechaun. Before Friends. So, as far as I'm concerned she was already a star um <laughs> but that's upsetting to me that Sophia did that I mean I get it was Why? a joke but then when you like really think about it they're at a funeral for her best friend and I get that she doesn't like her husband his, his wife yeah yeah it's his wife's funeral well yes. think about it this way she's and bringing she him, him closer leave. to her there you go uh, he could have yeah. he's he's an old man he could have killed himself her he she could have killed him yes she could have killed him he could yeah. have died falling in yeah. so anyway um so we we have this flashback, which yeah. <clears throat> I like the way that they did it. They did this really nice, like, they were in Max's house, and he was like, she, you know, Sophia basically, she hates him so much. He's like, you know what? I, you know what? I've lived with the secret for 40 years. I'm going to finally tell you what really happened. Yeah. And he's like, we were right over here sitting at this kitchen table, and then it does this really nice, like, cross-dissolve. It's very organic. It doesn't feel table. abrupt at all. It is, actually. Yeah. yeah. It was it nice. Is. And it's like, um, you know, they're all, it's Sophia, of course, young as Salgetti, looking fabulous. You can tell she, when she, whenever you do flashbacks and you see Sophia, you can tell how good of a performer and how much she's putting on in her, in her Sophia bit in that, like, she's even walking normally. Yeah. You know I mean? she, well, like, yeah, there's, yeah. Yeah. yeah she walk changes is her different. stride. She's, she changes her, her mannerisms. Like, it's a whole different. thing. Um, yeah. She looks so good. And. So her and Sal and young Max and Esther are sitting around and the women like go into the kitchen and Sal admits that he like lost, he lost he gambled. He lost all their money on mm-hmm. uh, like a gambling horse race. Horse race. Mm-hmm. He had yeah. a tip. He had a good tip. Got a good Didn't tip. Work out. Didn't it always, work out. Always happens. That's how those things go. And now we know where Dorothy gets her gambling problem yeah, from. Yeah, exactly. That's pretty cool, actually. Yeah, yeah they did a whole episode. Because um, addictions run in families. Yes. And, but... Sal tells Max that he's afraid if he tells Sophia that she's going to leave him and his marriage is going to so be over. Mac is the Max is the fall guy. Max yeah. takes the blame takes because it. Max knows that him and his wife's marriage is stable and that he'll be okay. So Which he makes her death fall. even more tragic. Yeah. So they so they again do a very nice 
action match cut cross dissolve back to the present and Sophia That's industry lingo guys. I don't even know if what I said was right. <laughs> but Sophia basically forgives him and then um so then we're like back home, the funeral's over, everybody's back home and Rose and uh, Blanche are having their first meeting of the Elvis club and they're passing around a pork chop that apparently Elvis ate. Yeah. And it's encased in, like, plastic. It just looks gross. Yeah, I mean, but it's also really funny. <laughs> were you guys, were either one of you ever part of a fan club? Uh, well, no, I was a part of the online Madonna, not online, but Madonna fan club through her Maverick magazine thing. Hi. Uh, Frasier's loving Frasier. Yeah, I would get I would get like monthly things from the Madonna fan club and and then I would write her two letters a year and never wrote back. Aww. I know. Classic. But I mean Classic look at her Madonna. her Instagram now tells me why she didn't write back because she's crazy. Because she was yeah. 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 Did you No fan club. But no my pop pop served in the army with Elvis Presley. Oh so in all of like all the books about Elvis when they show like you know, him, the black and white photos in the army and stuff. Yeah. They, like, were bunkmates. Wow. Did like, you ever ask him what Elvis looked like naked? No. But I'm sure my mom asked plenty of questions when she was younger. Oh, wow. Yeah. Did she they got ever the Christmas ask? cards. He would write Christmas cards every year to the family. Elvis would? Elvis would. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Elvis. Yeah. I, have you ever been to Elvis's The Graceland? No. Uh, we would always go on our way to Orlando driving from St. Louis. We would always stop in Memphis because it's only four hours away from St. Louis and go see Graceland. Cool. Aww. And it's the weirdest house ever. Yeah, I believe yeah. that. Yeah. I believe that. I was never in any fan clubs, but I used to write, um, I used to, s- I used to send, um, this actor birthday cards. Who? In the mail. John Travolta. Um, no. Oh, um, no. Probably like a... Tom Hanks. No. Young 90s no. star. Yes, thank yeah. you. You know me better than Who? you know me, apparently. Who? Jonathan Taylor Thomas. You're so close. Jonathan Jackson. He was on... Oh. I'm he looking. was I on... No, I, I gotta fine. do a look up. That's so disappointing. He's on... Right <laughs> you know now he's on is? Nashville, but he was on General Hospital as a kid, and then yeah. he was in a movie called Camp Nowhere, and I then know. he did this tiny movie called Ruby Silver, if Jonathan, anybody has wait, ever seen it. Jonathan Jackson, him and his brother had a band. Yes. And I had, like... Did you strategically choose him because he was, like, kind of not famous, so... No. As far as I was concerned, he was huge. Really? Yeah. Well, because I had no... All I got were, yeah, that's yeah. Ronnie. Okay. I only got. I mean, got, he was famous, but like, if you have to choose between who's going to respond, who's more likely to respond, well, Jonathan Taylor Thomas or Jonathan Jackson? Yeah, yeah. Well, guys, I got two postcards back in the mail from him, oh, which at the time I thought were handwritten, and later I learned that you could just print things to make them look yeah. like they were handwritten. Yeah. But I got two postcards back. One was of him, and he was like leaning up against a fence. And then another one was like him in a tree with like sure. a black turtleneck. Yeah. And it said, exit the room with a sense of pride. Is he still alive? Yes. He's mm. on the show Nashville. Nashville. He was on Tuck. He was in Tuck, Tuck Everlasting. Yes. And he was in Tuck Everlasting. But I loved him from Camp Nowhere. Five um, Emmy Awards. Good General for him. Hospital. For General Hospital. Yeah. yeah. They get those things out like Daytime. Snickers. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, he was right. Luke yeah. and Laura's kid. Yeah. Um, anyway. Okay, so, so Dorothy has an amazing comeback. She gets the pork chop, and she <laughs> she hilariously says, "This, there's no way this was Elvis's pork chop. Elvis would never have left that much meat on the bone." <laughs> and she started he laughing, was fat. but like you could tell, like, and this is why she gets they, kicked out yeah, because they took it so seriously. And here's the thing I love because you know this is a fan club. It's not just the girls. They've you know there are like eight or nine other women, but like. 
and they're having to react to things. But the thing is, when you're an extra, you can't talk. If you have a speaking role, they have to pay you more. So this is the way that the, the show saves money. The women are passing around the pork chop going, just mouthing, Ooh, oh, oh, my eyes. Oh, wow. Ooh, ah. Like, because that, that they can get away with. That's, like, right on the line. They're not writing them lines. They're just, like, you wow. know, look at it and go, like, ooh, ah. And then, and then when Dorothy makes the joke and she says, like, meeting adjourned, the women all kind of stand up and they're, like, looking at each other and just kind of, like, mouthing, like, yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I mean? When they're yeah. not saying anything. <laughs> and it's so unnatural, like, love in it. real life. But it's because they didn't want really? to Really? Because that's anything. what I do. When I'm in situations where I know I'm going to have to pay, um, I, I, I like to be as silent as possible. It's it's amazing. Um, one of my... <coughs> Can you imagine being at a dinner and we all went out to dinner and I didn't want to pay, so I just like never said anything right? and just sort of moved my mouth like I was having a conversation? How are you? Mm. <laughs> right? It's weird. Yeah. It's so weird. Anyway, so Dorothy's kicked um, out of that fucking fan But club. one of my favorite... But then, so they're cleaning up afterwards. One of my favorite lines in this episode is Blanche is like, you know what I hate doing most after a party? And Rose, without even looking up while cleaning up, she's like, trying to find your underwear in the big pile? Yes. Guys, that's a great line. That's a pretty great bit. It essentially implies that Blanche goes to sex parties. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Of course she does. Where they throw the underwear in a pile, which seems like the worst idea ever. I wouldn't do that. Get a cubby system. Yeah. 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 Get some sort of lockers. Yeah, it's not like coats on a bed at a Christmas party. It also makes me feel like when people make me take my shoes off when I go into their house, I immediately start disliking that person. You know what I mean? I like, I'm like, this person clearly is not going to be my people. Like, yeah. I don't understand this. I get you. Know, I get especially the whole dust if, shit. Especially if it's a non-carpeted. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, the this carpet place. I can, I can get. Like, all right. You yeah. Mean, it's harder to clean. When it's, hard, when it's but... hardwood floor. But also, like, it's 2016. Why do you have carpet in your home outside your bedroom? Yeah. Yeah. You that's know? also a good point. Yeah. We've never asked people to take their shoes off when they come over. Because, yeah, it would just feel weird. If you well, had, also, I would judge. poops on the floor. So it's like, I'm going to let my dog, occasionally he's going to poop on the floor yeah wait and we're I'm not gonna, gonna give Sue, we're gonna say Sue's up? real name on the podcast well, of course wait what I'm just kidding. What? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Because uh, we never yeah. say your real name. So true. Dorothy goes back to to check on Ma. Right, because, right, yeah, Sophia's been upset since she got back from the funeral. Yeah. And Dorothy has this amazing off-screen yell. What'd she say? Well, before she goes in, she's basically like, yeah, you know, Ma's upset. You know, she'll never, you know, I think it's because, you know, she'll never see Max again. Yeah. And she's kind of bummed out, which, of course, sets up her walking in on them. Yeah. Yeah. And she yells, Ma, no! And the girls run back there, and we see Sophia and and Max mm -hmm. in bed together after they did the night. Yeah, and, so, and Dorothy goes, what's going on here? And Sophia goes, afterglow. <laughs> and then Dorothy goes, Max, when did you get into town? And or no, she goes, when did you get in? When did you get, when did you get in? in? And there's this beautiful moment where he thinks about, like, does he mean, or does she mean, oh, Oh, you mean town. Yeah. Oh, I get it. Yeah, that was yeah, a funny... it was fun. Funny bit. And then, uh, you know, Dorothy's going through the whole process of, like, trying to understand. She's very angry about this because, for reasons that are a little meh, but she, she, uh... Well, she says, this is the worst thing you've ever done to me, which, in the last episode, Sophia pretended to be paralyzed. Whoa, really? Yeah. Yes! Yeah. Super dark. I mean... Right? But also Super great. dark. Like... That's great. Um, but, uh, and then finally, Sophie, when she says that, when Dorothy says that, 
Um, Sophia says, we're getting married, and Dorothy passes out. I love a good Dorothy's Born Act faint. faint. Because she faints. What's great, you She's really giant. see in this episode, <laughs> yeah. yeah, when you see yeah. in this episode, Dorothy's theatrical training. Because she, like, she gesticulates in ways that are very sort of, yes. like, stage. Big points, big points. And the, 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 it's like she's conducting an orchestra when she points. And when yeah. she faints, it's always, like, a turn collective and then yeah. fall. Like, <laughs> she'll never just, like, fall. It's like she has to turn and have that dramatic, like, yes. you know, like, as if a yeah. camera's right on her. It's amazing. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, so that's the act break. Yeah. And then we come back and, and um, Blanche, or Rose, is, like, beating Dorothy's face. Like, you hear... Here, off screen, like, yeah. like yeah, really she's hard, hitting her. Which at first you're like, Ugh, and then Dorothy finally comes to, and <laughs> says, you know what, what, what made you wake up? Or I forget the line. And then Dorothy just starts smacking Rose back. <laughs> I wonder if the women were just like really hitting each other at that point, like if they were maybe having a bad day. That's what I kind of they, felt. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But I mean, there were like a couple love taps. Passive you know? aggressive. I'm imagining thing. a scene where Betty White is like, "I can't hit you, B. I can't hit you," and B is like, "Do it. It's fine. It's uh, look at this. I'm a monster. Do it." <laughs> And she hits her right back. And then maybe Dorothy adds that in herself. Yeah. Yeah. It was fun. Um, So the girls, so now um, Blanche, they want to get an Elvis impersonator for their next meeting. Everything that happens between this moment and Dorothy finally coming to accept the marriage between Max and, and Sophia is a bit, let's just it's just boring I mean it's like there's a lot of build up of yeah. Dorothy being irrationally upset about something that her mother's deciding to do yeah, why without really ever fully yeah, without <laughs> ever fully explaining sort of why and then yeah. they have this whole mix up with the the the, the wedding invitations which we, which we find out at the wedding so like everything up until the moment that Sophia has locked herself in the bathroom because she still doesn't have she can't marry Max without right. Dorothy's blessing she won't yeah. do it that's the stakes she needs, yeah. she needs yeah. her blessing exactly and what I like about that scene is Blanche and Rose come into the room to help her get ready and it kind of reminds me of the pilot when Dorothy and Rose are helping yeah. Blanche get ready for her wedding. Exactly. And there's um, a, the man, um, Ray, he wasn't, I thought I was wrong. I thought he was in the pilot. He wasn't I thought the he caterer. was the caterer in the pilot, but it's another man. I'll check who that is. But um, Ray Burke was the caterer and this caterer is the gayest character yes. that has ever appeared on The Golden Girls. He's gayer than Coco. He is so much gayer than and Coco. And also, for a caterer, he's acting like he's been the appointed wedding planner. Like, he's like Monica when yeah. she's trying to plan Phoebe's wedding and gets all crazy, bonkers, like, just crazy He might have been, actually, on the first episode because the, there wasn't there a caterer on the first episode that, like... I don't remember. Maybe. But... I forget. Can we talk about his ponytail? Yeah, he had this... Amazing, he had bald this on top ponytail in the He back. was bald on top like party in the back but his it wasn't a mullet though it was he had a ponytail but it wasn't even secured with like a tie no he, it was a clip of it sorts. was like a silver clip but he his hair is thin so yeah. he didn't need that much <laughs> stuff to tie it so it was just like he has a little bit of hair but it's a ponytail and there, there's this huge clip you're forgetting that he is the gayest man ever to appear on the golden girls he's gonna have accessories out the wazoo I liked, he had one line that I liked where he says, I have a hundred cheese puffs and a sensitive assistant, both of which are going to collapse. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> which we Wait. never see as assistant. And then he but. goes up to Dorothy and he's like, listen, stretch. <laughs> <laughs> 
It is. It's amazing. amazing. And then he has he has a he has some line. About that says, the same thing happened with me when I got married. And if you say and Dorothy gives yeah. him a look like you got married because it was illegal then. Yeah, it's a and joke that only works back then. Yeah, exactly. Thank God. And I know. then uh, and then he looks at Dorothy and says. And if you, if you say anything smart, I'll slap you silly. Yeah. Um, he literally says places, people. Yeah. I'm like, you're the caterer. I'm trying to remember. Maybe you guys, listeners at home, can help me. There's there's a line, and I think it's the first episode. I could totally be wrong. But where Blanche says to, I think the same guy, you're you're, you're about, you're ready to fly right out of here. Like, oh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. There's, a, there's a, another episode where that happens, and I thought it was this episode, but it's he not. He was no, the caterer. No, that was this episode. He, was, he said, she she said this it in this episode. Oh, she did. You're ready to fly okay. right, right to fly out of here. Yeah. Um, there's another. He was the caterer in two episodes. Yeah. Not in the pilot, though. In the sixth season. In the sixth season. Yeah. There Goes the Bride. Part two. Oh, is that the one where Dorothy marries Stan again? I think so. Then that would make sense. Okay, yeah. so we're thinking of a future episode. But he was in some very, like, he was in the, they gave him his, like, own close. Yeah. His own close-up. Yeah. For this very tender moment. No, he was definitely a special guest. I mean, not a special guest star as much as, uh... A well, fun Oh, character? you know who we never... No, guys, we have, we have to give... We have, we to, have give, to talk about Max. We have to talk <laughs> about Max, yeah. So Max in this episode... Um, oh, I went back. Oh, sorry, I'm on the first episode. Oh, fuck, I'm out of place. It's okay, I'm fine. Um, his name is Jack Guilford. Yeah, now Jack was in Cocoon famously. Like that's, mm-hmm. his, that's where I know him That's now. probably yeah. where most people outside of the Golden Girls world know him from. But he was in a film that I highly, highly, highly recommend everyone check out called Save the Tiger. It's a Jack Lemmon film. He won the Oscar for it. And he was nominated for an Oscar, the Max's character. Uh, and it's about, it really is fascinating. It's about this like man, Jack Lemmon, whose business is going under. And it's sort of like early 1970s, post-World War II. These vets are just literally getting into like their middle-aged years and they're struggling financially because the country at that time was struggling and his business is about to go under and he decides to like burn it down for the insurance money and his best friend business partner goes along with him but he's like has two days to figure this out and you see this man crumbling and memories of the war come up and it's it was a whole statement on like World War II vet generation and comparison to like Vietnam vets coming just coming back at that time and how what war does to your mind both Mm -hmm. in the immediate post-war world but also in like for the rest of your life as you try to lead this like cookie cutter amazing life and then all of a sudden life happens it's a really Mm -hmm. fascinating film I loved it Save the Tiger uh, you want to hear something else interesting? Um, so Jack Ilford, actor who played Max, was also in five episodes of Soap. Oh, Susan Harris's other show. Wow. And guess what his character's name was? Max. Saul. Ah, that's cute. Very close to Sal. Anyway. Yeah. yeah. Um. <laughs> so so yeah. the, the gay the gay I made that bigger the than gay the, the gay caterer also has a really great line where he says, "Sue me for living Anita Bryant," um, which is to a Blanche, yeah. which is a great reference to the which we talked about on the show before the. Um, Florida orange juice lady who had this famous sort of campaign against Harvey Milk about letting gay teachers um, be out in teaching and or to be allowed to teach, even not even out, but just be allowed to teach in California schools. And then she had a pie thrown at her on TV, and it was amazing. Now you're saying Google it, guys. Anita, Anita Bryant. Bryant but you're saying that's the one line that every gay man that watches if the Golden Girls. Any know. gay man, like so, if you're if you're if you want to impress a gay man and you know that line from the Golden Girls, is this the one to do? Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. If you can, like, say that line and then give some backstory to it and then everyone's like, oh, yeah. And then you, you remember back to the film Milk where there's a bit of it where you see the pie. And it's a cl- Literally, you have... We'll post it on this episode, but the YouTube clip of Anita Bryant getting pied in the face and then her 
just take it. Her, she tried to like defiantly take it as you know being like oh, these gay crazy <laughs> sort of like hedonistic monsters they think they're gonna make me stop this press conference because there's a pie in my face <laughs> and I look ridiculous no and she just keeps going and going and it becomes more awkward because she's obviously mortified and embarrassed yeah. like it's an amazing video. Let's watch it afterwards. All right, great. So, <laughs> Sophia, so the wedding is in the living room. Her yeah. dress, I know you said it was, and I know it was 1988. I didn't like it. Oh, I did. It was like I a didn't beige. Like it. It, was, it was like silky. It was like gloss. It wasn't a matte. It was like a glossy silk dress. It was, she's a very tiny woman. I would have liked to have seen her in something like knee length because she's a tiny woman and it went all the way to the floor. What do you think this is? Dynasty? between like her hair and her glasses and then like ruffles up by her, in her like decotage and then her veil. There was just a lot going on for me. I just wanted something a little bit simple and I know beige, big in the 80s, whatever. I would have liked just a white dress This brings up a wonderful opportunity to ask you, Carrie, what are you going to wear when you marry Stan? Um, They're not engaged, guys. I'm making no, you feel very uncomfortable. No, it's just making us feel uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. I think just in terms of wedding dresses in general, I actually, I, I like the idea of a, like, a shorter wedding dress. Like, a, like a, maybe a knee length oh. wedding dress. Like, not any, like, I don't like the idea Look of a Look at you dress. against the grain yeah. going for that magazine yeah. feature. So, and I think now, too, like, there are companies who are making... Inexpensive wedding dresses, like yeah. big retailers. Yeah, well, now makes that sense. You, can you get. wear it once. Yeah, you wear it once. Well, so, but it's also an item of memory. Like it's a it's, right, it's but a like thing. it's a party with your friends and family. You know why yeah. spend? And and I'm not shitting on anybody who wants to spend money on a wedding dress because of course it's your day. You want to look special. I get it. I would also be like, I need to find the perfect inexpensive one, which maybe mm-hmm. I'm a little like, you know, daydreamy for thinking that that. That's exists, what I like about being gay. We don't have these rules. Well, I mean, in weddings, but but you, there aren't any have, rules. You can no, but there are. For like straight people, there are social sort of socially accepted quote unquote rules yeah. that you then have to rebel against if you want to do that. Yeah. Whereas gay people inherently are rebelling against everything that is weddings. So it's like we don't have to f- worry about fucking white or like the full length, yep. or the beige, or the bleh, the party, like any of it. You can literally define it yourself and just yep. do whatever. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Whereas straight, like if a, if you decide. I mean, like, the idea of I'm, having a wedding party stresses me out. Exactly. Whereas but. if you decide to not do something like that, mm-hmm. and then everyone who's used to these traditional weddings are going to be like, oh, she's different. Mm-hmm. You know? No, it's that's like, 100% true. Yeah. So, you could just be gay. Sorry, Stan. <laughs> <laughs> You'd have whatever you want, then. Yeah. Now, what, what is your, like, ideal outfit for a wedding? I have no idea. A thong! No, no idea. No idea. I feel like now it's you and me just trying to nope. make him feel uncomfortable. Nope. No idea. Well, he wouldn't know what to wear at a fucking wedding. Yeah, come But on. I do like that you guys' relationship has evolved over the course of this podcast. That's Not true. Not this particular podcast, <laughs> but since we started the podcast, because you guys met... Like, just a couple of months after we started the podcast, yeah. right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I remember you talking about him being like, I don't know if I should, but I want to. What? Because you work together. And then oh, you decided yeah. to 
rebel against the man and sit on that D. <laughs> the man was I told you I was going to make them feel uncomfortable. <laughs> All right, so let's talk about yes. Sophia's wedding. So Sophia walks out. Dorothy gives her a blessing. She mm-hmm. walks out, and in the room, instead of all of the guests that are supposed to be invited to this wedding, it is all Elvis impersonators, including Quentin Tarantino playing almost a hipster Elvis impersonator. It's a subtle, it's a subtle Elvis. Yeah. It's not Vegas. No. Like, like rhinestone. It's, it's the kind of like Elvis impersonator that you got like at a discount, like a Groupon. Well, He's a Groupon Elvis impersonator. I don't know. I liked it. <laughs> really? I, it, it's, it's, it's early Elvis. Yeah. Oh. It, it's early career Elvis. You think so? Yeah. Oh, He's, sure. Yeah. Mm. He's the only one who's not wearing something flashy. Yeah. yeah. That's if true. you look at it's it's all it's rhinestones it's like the white satin it's FBI everyone was doing FBI Elvis mm. you know he was going like yeah. musician Elvis mm-hmm. yeah yeah wow. but yeah he was more early Elvis he was just wearing like a speaks to his like you know tan yeah. sensibilities yeah. yeah going against also, the grain. When they start singing, he's he's the only one who's not dancing to the quote unquote beat of yeah. the music. He's dancing to totally, the beat of his own drum. Totally yeah. off. Which Foreshadowing is, to Pulp Fiction, where and he else. doesn't dance to the beat of Cinema Norms. <laughs> <laughs> Drop that mic. Yes. Drop it. I love um, that movie. But here's what's weird so because good. So, so good. it holds up. Too. It really does. It Fuck. so does. The reason all the Elvis impersonators are there is because Rose accidentally invited invited them instead of Max's friends. But does that mean that, like, Sophia's kids weren't invited? Well, yeah, because, of course, they didn't get invited. Yeah, and Why? Max's whole family says he's got a whole family out yeah. east. That he's, right, you know, but his friends were supposed to be there. But she mixed it up, so they yeah. weren't there. They'll like, see them at the burning right. of yes. yes. the yes. family yes. will come. But that means Max is... <laughs> Max see them then. <laughs> I mean, that's the joke, is that the family got this hunka hunka burn and love invitation, and... No, 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 that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, Max's friends and family were the only ones who were meant to receive invites to the party, which yeah. means, because she says, oops, I must have sent Max's friends the Elvis thing, but does that mean that no one from Sophia's side of the family or her friends no. were invited? Guess not. That's all. That's just weird. Maybe Sophia is taking a, a cue from your book and going against the grain. That's and it. Deciding. I'm not saying not to invite friends and family. I'm talking about a wedding party. I want to invite everyone to Las Vegas for my wedding. Like I to literally do it in Vegas or to have the. I want to like have the wedding in Vegas. In Vegas. I want to. So have... you want to get married? I mean, well, maybe at some point if like I don't just live alone with Fraser, but. I do think that if I do have a wedding, it will be the most ridiculous slash, like, comfortable wedding possible, meaning that it will just randomly happen in Vegas and everyone has to wear stretchy pants because the majority of the wedding will take place at at or around food. I'm in. Love that play. I love it. I love it. Stupid. Um, oh my gosh, we're not even halfway through. Yeah, we're we almost are. there. So they fucking get oh. married. They get married. Like, yes, they get like, married. Literally, yeah. like there's not there's there's really the, the end of this episode. There's not too much fanfare because then they sing the song and there's a great shot at the end of all four of them. In addition to Max, surrounded each other, looking at these Elvis impersonators, kind of being like, yeah. and then that's the end of the first part of Sophia's wedding. And then mm-hmm. we go into the second part where the Elvis storyline drops out. Elvis drops out and enter Dorothy's. 
reignited smoking addiction. Um, yeah, which is so weird. That comes in. It is weird, but I also get it, because yeah. I have it. Like, I have that thing. I smoked for 10 years, and, like, you know, I use an electronic cigarette now and then when I'm definitely feeling like I want a pack of cigarettes. Mm-hmm. So I get it. Um, and she was in that moment, because she was really stressed about their wedding and, like, work and, like, just life in general. Yeah. So she sets off the smoke alarm by smoking, which is, like, doesn't happen, I yeah. don't think. I've never I've no. never once done that. And and so the girls come in, they call 911, and whatever. Dorothy starts explaining why she's so she's so stressed about things. Um, and, and then Sophia and Max come back. Yeah, they come back from their honeymoon, uh, never figured out where they were going to live, so they're going to live with the girls for a couple days until they find a place. There's a funny bit there where they act like they're leaving for their apartment, and then they come yeah. back and they're like, oh, one more thing, we never found a place. Yeah. And, and so they're going to stay there for a few days while they get on their mm-hmm. feet, you know. And then, um, and then we, and then Dor, and then... Max walks in with Dorothy in the shower. Oh, yeah. So this this actually, like, the writing of this scene, I, I like most of it, except for one little bit, where, so, Sophia comes in, Dorothy's in the shower, Sophia comes into the bathroom, asks who it is, and it's Dorothy, and she goes up, back out, whatever. And then Max comes in, doesn't say a word, quietly undresses, takes off his slippers, steps into the shower. Takes off his glasses, too. Dorothy, off his glasses. Dorothy's mm-hmm. at one end of the shower, Max is at the other. And this is where the problem, I think, was for this scene, in my opinion, where Max says something like, "Connect, let's play Connect yeah. the Freckles. High cupcake. Let's yeah. Ooh. And then Dorothy says, not now, Max, as if, like, all of that, I think, could have been just gone, and then Dorothy literally, like, Max could have gotten in, there could have been a beat, and then all of a sudden Dorothy could have been like, ah! And that's yeah. all the life, girls that's totally. what would have happened. Yeah. Well, and, and I also don't think they would have gotten out of this, like, because she screamed and then everyone ran in. So, well, like, she screamed, but then there was also enough time for one of them to jump out of the shower. It's yeah, almost like they screamed and then they were in the It's a sitcom and they're naked. And I know, cold. I'm just yeah. saying it's real cold life. out of the shower. Come on. All right, uh, fine. Shut me down. <laughs> so, they're all in there, and, and and, uh, you know, they acknowledge that, Dor- or Rose acknowledges that it's different li- having a man living in the house. He never mm-hmm. puts the seat up and then... It's also three weeks later. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So it's not the, the one or two days to it's find been, a place. It's been a, been a moment weeks. with this yeah. dude. Yeah. And it just it's just really hard. So Blanche says, you guys have got to find a place. And Sophia sort of like dramatically says, fine, you don't want us here, blah, whatever. Mm-hmm. And she leaves. And Max does the awesome sort of, like, protest naked walk where he literally just, like, unabashedly opens the curtain, walks out of the shower in front of every, letting those old man balls, those low, saggy old man yeah. balls hang around being like, watch them wag as I walk away, yeah. bitches. Yeah, well, Dorothy, like, leans as if she's peering around the corner to watch him. If someone is creepy. naked in front of me, I will always look. I don't care how I know you, yeah. who you are, <laughs> how old you are. If yeah. you are naked, I'm going to look, male or female. All right. Don't, wouldn't you Good guys? Know about yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, I don't know. Someone's naked in front of you. You can't not look yeah, at least for a second. Yeah, I guess. So um, then, uh, <laughs> definitely would. Yeah. Me? You think yeah, so? Yeah, one hundred percent. All right. Um, I think everybody would. So then, Sophia and uh, Max are on the same boardwalk that we see in every other boardwalk episode. It's and their go-to boardwalk, and it's they're their go-to boardwalk. They're having a romantic sort of view. I wonder if she was thinking of. Um, 
Al- Alfie, Alfred, when she was sitting on the bench oh, with probably. him. Oh, yeah. probably. That was her, her friend who she made who has dementia and had to move away. Yeah. Al- Alzheimer's. That's real sad. Um, yeah. And there's, I, I, what I like about this scene is that they're having like a very real old people conversation. They that are. They're, t- they're like mm-hmm. just sitting there talking about the flavors of like whether they're like peppermint or butterscotch. Yeah. And he gets so excited when she finds a butterscotch. And like, yeah. it's really sweet. And, um, and there, there's like a guy on the saxophone playing "It Had to Be You," which yeah. is Sal's favorite song. And they dance, and then, um, then they decide to buy this old rundown place because they're going to open a new pizza in Kanish stand. Yeah, they come back and they tell the girls like yeah. we found a place, and it's the pizza Kanish stand. But then they get sick, and the girls have to run the place. Well, I just want to so, skip over all this. It's just yeah, because so there's a lot of exposition. There's a. Uh, they... <laughs> I mean, so can we just get to the girls running the pizza Kanish stand? Like, sure. Well, we should sick. explain a little bit about like. I mean, they've seen it. Yes, you guys have seen it. But, you know, whatever. They like the, the pizza stands up, and Blanche has a line. How they got sick. Blanche has a line because they're working too hard. They've worked really hard on setting this pizza stand up. It's, it's, they still haven't had a lot of business or anything. And Blanche says, It's getting cold. It's getting, it's getting damp outside. You guys are going to catch a cold. And then Sophia says, I haven't had a cold in 40 years. I'm fine. And then literally, like, immediately cut to both of them sick on the couch. Mm-hmm. And she says, I haven't had a cold this bad in forty years, and it's yeah. a cute, it's it a cute really transfer. Cute. Yeah, um, I like the idea of the girls like running the pizza because Sophia and Max girls. guilt them into doing it. Sure, yeah. yeah, but I feel like it was a great failed opportunity to do like some real fun physical humor, like a very mm-hmm. like a Lucille Ball, the conveyor belt with the chocolates, <laughs> like a you know what I mean? I yeah, guess, like spinning the pizza dough type of stuff. Yeah, I don't they know. Don't just do a lot of something. physical humor. They don't. Though. Well, I know, but it's like our three girls on a boardwalk with a pizza. It feels like a weird spinoff, to be I, honest with you. Yeah, the three girls running a pizza place. Well, I mean, I mean yeah, you know? Golden Palace was. I would have, I would have loved show. like at least like Rose to have a pizza dough covered her over her face or something. I mean, Dorothy did put a pot on her head and then bang that was it pretty with great. A spoon. That was pretty great. Um, and I think you were the one that noticed that. Yeah, so there's the, the they built this pizza stand, and they're on the boardwalk, and there's sand in front of them. And in a, in a moment, we see because Sophia's feeling better, and she comes to check out how the girls are doing, and and they haven't had any business all day because it's a really nice warm day, and everyone's in the water. And so Sophia then yells like shark, shark, and everyone comes out of the water, which is confusing because literally behind them at the pizza stand. There is windows looking out onto the ocean. Now, I don't know how the ocean works in Miami. <laughs> <laughs> well, if they're on like a peninsula, it would have to be a peninsula type yeah. situation. But they're For not. The ocean, they're on, no, I mean, they're not. They're 100. I don't. In Miami. Miami, it's just one long stretch of yeah. road where the beach doesn't like. You can't have ocean on both sides of you. Yeah, exactly. So mm-hmm. that was weird. Yeah, I mean, I think they were just like. This is a like what kind of backdrop are we gonna have? And yeah. the ocean just looks pretty because otherwise they want to make sure people really understand it's the beach, which is I think yeah. why they yeah. have the ocean. So they weren't yeah. thinking of these types of things. So the place is a hit. We get back to the house and the girls say that they they you know it's it's a, everyone loves the pizza. It's great, whatever, whatever. And um and how does it get to the burn down part? Well, they're they back home. Call. Yeah, they get, a, they get phone a phone call. call. And again, it's one of those things where I love the phone calls on sitcoms because. The amount of information you'd have to convey to someone before they hang up the phone is always told. Like, it never matches the amount of time they're on the phone. So yeah. it's like, Dorothy picks up, she's like, hello? Oh, no, we'll be right there, and hangs up. And I'm like, <laughs> now how did they get, how did they say, hello, are you the owner of the pizza Kanish stand? Oh, you're not? Okay, but you're her, you're her daughter, great. 
Um, I have some bad news. It's <laughs> been bur- it's been burned down. Uh, it's the fire's been put out, so but you can actually let's come be by real. now. Like I know, I know. No, 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 no. I don't mean that. I mean, let's be real. I cannot stand when someone calls me, especially now in the day of text. I can't stand when someone calls me. So I suggest, and I think that we should go to sitcom phone calls today and just have them really quick. Get rid of hello. Get rid of the pleasantries. When 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 you call someone, just be like, I'll see you in five. Okay, bye. So you think they called and they just went, fire, and then hung up? Yes, that's what, that's I what mean, you that, should do. That's what the phone call had That's what I want. Fuck phone calls. <laughs> Get to it. He just went, fire, Kanish, and hung yeah. up. Yeah. <laughs> my mother answered, pizza plates, fire. Yeah. I think I said this before in the podcast, but my, my stepfather answers the phone, and every, I mean, it's fine. Mom, you can make him stop, but it's it's cute. Every time my stepdad answers the phone, he says, it's your nickel. And it's <laughs> like. That's how he answers the phone? Yeah, and every single time then I have to reply, you're right, I pay my cell phone bill. That and then the conversation wasted sort time. Of starts. Waste, oh, no, it doesn't even. There's no conversation. Literally, I say that, and then he goes, "I'll get your mother." <laughs> that's very funny. Yeah. So his mom listens to the podcast. I think that's very sweet. Yeah. Um. So it burned down. Dorothy thinks the Kanish stand burned because down she because she was smoking. smoking. She's trying to quit smoking, but it's it's you know there's whatever. She had a smoke. She had, she lied to the girls and had mm-hmm. a sneaker. But I also cigarette. like that she goes up to the firefighter and she's like, "Arrest me!" Arrest me. Like, He's a then, firefighter. Well, He's yeah, because. The firefighter comes out and says, we found the reason what happened, whatever. And then Dorothy says, arrest me, take me away. And then the firefighter's like, uh, I'd like to take you to dinner first. I thought um, it was Kevin Nealon. Yeah, it's it not. Look, it sounded but it like turns him. out it was a faulty light in the stove or some the coil? bullshit. A faulty yeah. coil? Yeah. That sounds about right. Whatever that means. Yeah. And, uh, and the insurance money will help them. Blanche acknowledges, bigger and Better than ever. And then both Sophia and Max are like, eh, mm-hmm. they don't really want to do it. Yeah. And that's where... This was the sweetest moment. It's a very, yeah, very sweet. sweet moment where Sophia, the girls are going to go home. Sophia says, wait up for me. Get a cheesecake. I two think cheesecakes. Two cheesecakes. I think it's going to be, you know, an all evening type conversation, which tells us, oh, this isn't, this isn't going to work out. Yeah. And they have this really, really, really sweet moment where they talk about... And this has to be true. I mean, I'm not a senior citizen, but I can see it happening where you get to a certain point in your life where it's mainly about companionship. It's yeah. mainly about finding a connection with someone. And they felt they had that together because of their shared history, but they think maybe they did it more out of friendship. It was more out of like a, a shared past. And yeah. that's what they liked sharing with each other. Mm-hmm. And in a weird way, it's like they had a polyamorous relationship with two dead people because he then says when the saxophone guy comes to say play it would you two like us to mean to play a song for you and he's like play it for the four of us yeah so that means four grown adults and would then they be start dancing, dancing together and they dance together yeah yeah so there so and so sophia says she's gonna stay in miami max is gonna go back to brooklyn but, it makes sense but they're not gonna get divorced because no. she's a good catholic she, they're just gonna but they're separate. still gonna bang yeah they're still <laughs> yeah. gonna bang which i love because yeah. she's not that good of a catholic yeah. <laughs> yeah i liked it was sweet that you know he says he has grandkids and kids in brooklyn and she's yeah. like you know i have my family here yeah and it's so sweet yeah it is it is sweet that they because they're not they realize that they don't, it's not that they don't have anyone else and that's not why they need to stay together. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it, yeah, it is sweet that they, so I guess for the rest of the series and into the spinoff, we can just assume that She's Sophia's married. Sophia's married. And Sophia 
bangs more people because remember she bangs Caesar that, Romero. Yes. Yeah. Really? Yes. Yeah. So she's technically the Joker from cheating. the Batman yeah. show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She Did he have his mustache? Him. He had his yes, mustache. He had, he had a mustache. mustache. And he had a huge applause break when he came yeah. on screen. Yeah. So people knew he Caesar was a, Romero. That mustache was like yeah. a trademark. And yeah. if you watch the Batman, he still has it. He would not really? shave it. They'd oh, that's put, right. I remember that. Over the mustache. Yeah. Amazing. Wow. Yeah. But yeah, that one's a sad episode because. She like goes out on a date. This is the one where Ro- like Blanche gets her all gussied up, and she's wearing the red dress. And then they bang, and she says, "I love you," and, and he goes, he "And I'm it. fond of you." And she gets so mad and hurt. But it ends in a similar and way where they both acknowledge. But she was you know, a married woman. That they, that married they woman. that they have past partners that they still love, and that you know they should look at photos of their past. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, it's yeah. Sweet. It's sweet. It's fine. <laughs> Yeah, so that's this episode. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the a next two-parter. episode... Was this their first two-parter? No, it wasn't, because we've done this before. No, oh. we've done two-parters before. Okay. Um, but if you guys are following along, the next episode that we will be watching is Brother, Can You Spare That Jacket, which is the one... The Michael Jackson Michael episode! Jackson episode. <laughs> it's a Michael Jackson episode? He's not yes. in it. Well, well his gloved his hand is hand is, which I believe was actually Michael Jackson. <laughs> I do. Even though it was a fucking, like, Mickey's Disney Club (laughs) that came up still. Michael Jackson. But it's it's largely about homelessness. Oh. And Michael Jackson. And Michael Jackson. Those things make sense together. Oh, Mm -hmm. and the lottery. And the lottery. Well, you can't tell a Michael Jackson homeless story without the lottery. There are so many elements in that episode. There are. Wow, I didn't think about that. This was a fun two-part episode, though. I really enjoyed it. I I feel like... The first episode was much stronger, and they maybe could have, like... This could have been this, one episode. This could have been one this, episode. This could have been, been one episode, episode yeah. yeah. But then again, yeah. keep in mind, this the actor, Max, he had just gotten off of one of the two of the biggest films of the 80s, both Cocoon 1 and 2. Sure. Cocoon. And Cocoon. <laughs> and, uh, you know, he was a very popular older actor. And they had to promote the shit out of yeah. this. Yeah. Because well, she's getting married. Well, it was the first married. wedding. Yeah. And, like, you know, they're married. Well, no, I guess Kate was the first wedding. Well, but the first girl's wedding. The first girl's wedding. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it was a big episode. I, I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed both moments. Yeah. 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 I, the first part was better. But it was. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. It was a good episode. Because Dorothy's smoking storyline was a little like, mm-hmm. even though I get it, it just, it felt very like, we need something here. Yeah. You know? It yeah. felt very forced. Yeah, it was um, weird. So what's your golden takeaway from this? My, uh, mine, I was trying to think of it during, and I think my golden takeaway is to never, ever shower with someone. Oh. Why? That's your takeaway. Yeah, it's just never good. You don't shower with a stranger, maybe. Never with anyone, even if someone you're intimate with. Um, Because the showering, I get it. Like, you see each other, you're sexual, you can make it sexual, and you could could just use it for the purpose of sexual things. Or saving water. Or saving water. Do you? Do you really save water, though? You don't. I feel like you use the same amount. You do. You do use the same amount. But, like... But you're saving... If you're taking... So you're saying you take twice as long a shower? Yeah. Yeah. Because you have to switch. I mean, unless you're doing it, yeah. I mean, unless you're making the effort to like, we're just gonna shower, get clean. I just think that if you're if you're a couple and you're living together, you're in a place, a situation where like you already share so much. Can't you just like leave the bathroom out of it? You know yeah. what I mean? Just like no, like have one space that is like free of communication and just let yourself relax. You need alone. I'll shower. But Carrie will hang out in the bathroom and talk to me while I shower. See, that's not but cool. I, but, but we don't do... I love it. I love it. I, I can't. Talk. 
Because it gets home late. Carrie gets home late. But, yeah. like, you, like, alone time in the shower. I won't talk to you while you're in the shower. Yeah, yeah. I tend to, you like... Need that, you need that alone time. Yeah. To, but like, you want to go, you'll have the shower. But we... I, yeah. I feel like we have... There's a certain amount of privacy that we have with each other when it comes to, like, bathroom space. But, like, we don't... Like, we don't close the door to the bathroom when we go into pee. Like, oh, you'll... Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? You're we'll, making me gag. Yeah, what? Yeah. No. It's, so it's yeah. a comfort level thing, sure. I think. That's great. Yeah. I say close the door. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. No, I peed in front of her very early on in our relationship. Well, yeah. I mean, yes. Very I quickly. Just, I, I, re- I think I distinctly remember the first time I walked, and it was the open door. You just had, the door was open, and I think you were just peeing. And Maybe. then I was like, oh, okay. And that just set a precedent. Yeah. Very oh. early. Yeah. Like, if we have company, sometimes I have to, like, I'll be, like, getting ready to pull my pants out. I'm like, oh, I have to close the bathroom door to pee because oh. we have company. Yeah. Gag. Yeah, gross. <laughs> so, yeah. So, you thought you were going to, like, pull one over on us on this episode. Now we're making you uncomfortable. Oh, no. Take You're that. not making me uncomfortable. I just feel unfortunate that you guys do that. Why? <laughs> I, I, Why? I don't feel uncomfortable at all. If it makes I, you happy. It feels bad for us I just now. feel very don't bad. Don't feel bad for us. <laughs> I mean, you know, do you, but, like, ew. <laughs> <laughs> is that weird? Are you going to get a bunch of comments now? And that's a weird thing. Oh, no. I'm sure everyone... Do? I'm usually alone in these kind of things. I'm sure everyone will love that, whatever, but like, gag, you know? <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. So that's my golden takeaway. Um, I think mine was, you should always be nice to everyone, no matter what. Mm. But you should be... Make sure... No reason, other than maybe the, one of the background people... Someone yeah. that's lower on the totem pole yeah. might be the next Quentin Tarantino. That's true. You never know. That's the, true. The, 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 you know, Elvis impersonator, fourth from the back, yeah. is one of the most influential filmmakers right now. To get now. meta with it, you could be maybe nice to everybody. even just say people that's who, really good, who that's aren't like necessarily in the entertainment industry in your lives, you never know how someone is going to shape and play a part in your life yep. down the road. So it's always good just to be nice to people because if you're nice... Then, then down the road, if someone becomes your boss or is married to your friend or whatever, they're going to remember that, and that says a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, my golden takeaway is uh, wedding caterers, to those of you who have just been hired as a caterer for a wedding, don't ever behave the way that this man behaved, because you will never get a recommendation. Oh, you I You might disagree. get a bad Yelp review. Do not hear. And when I say don't behave that way, he came back. He did it. You know what? Came back. Did it again. Yeah. Came back. (laughs) But you know what? She had that ponytail. Damn it! All right. No, you're right. I disagree because, like, sometimes, like for me, if I see someone who's like a total character, like no, 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 it's not the way that he was. It was the way that he was commanding, acting as if. Oh, I loved it. He were running the show. He was overreaching for his title. Yes, but I loved it. It When he went people places. Uh-huh. I love it. I love it. All right. I love it. I love because there's something about seeing a sassy person that you know isn't affecting and uh, you know harming your life in any way, and they're being sassy for whatever reason. And it's just like, do you? That's cool. oh yeah. No, it's not about that. His he was a fine person. He yeah. his character was very amusing. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, if that were my wedding and the caterer were behaving that way, I'd be like, no, no, no. It is not your place to be demanding. Yeah. You don't even what's going on you're the caterer it doesn't matter (laughs) (laughs) so angry I'm not angry Stan this has been so much fun hey thanks for having me again guys if you guys want to see more of Stan's work you can go to Carrie's Instagram (laughs) Uh, (laughs) and I am H. Allen Scott you can follow me on everything at H. Allen Scott 
And I am Squidzy on Instagram and Squid Eat Squid on Twitter. And you guys can follow the podcast at outonthelanai.com. We're on facebook.com slash golden girls podcast. We're on Tumblr. We're on Twitter. Our handle is at golden girls pod. H. Allen is wildly gesturing with his hand for each one as if he are channeling B. Arthur in this episode. Oh, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> and if you guys want to help the podcast out, you can go to outonthelanai.com slash donate um, and give us a little song sign or you you can join up with Patreon and give us a little song song every single month because it helps us do things like have better sounding audio, go on the road, you know, those things. Uh, so yeah, help us out there. And we are a HeadGum Podcast, and this is hosted on the Spreaker Network, which is wonderful. And remember, <laughs> as always... Let's all say it together. Stay Stay golden! Stan didn't know. I got it, I got it. No, that's great. (laughs) Don't pee in front of me. That was a HeadGum Podcast.